What is up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 11. So this episode, I actually have a guest, and I'm going to give her a call here. Um, she's from North Carolina, so she will explain all that to you and introduce herself. But her name is Riley, and I'm excited to have her on here. She definitely has great content she posts and it's so pure and has such intention. I love it so much. It's so good. She always is positive, I feel like. So I'm excited to talk to her and ask her a couple questions. So let me give her a call and we will ask her the question that we all love, right? Hold on, let me, here we are. Okay, hopefully this works out. Hi, Riley. <laughs> First time we were talking together. <laughs> um, I know. It's so weird. So I kind of just already like explained, not explained anything really. I just kind of said like what your name was and like why I wanted you to come on the podcast. So if you want to tell um, everyone a little bit about you, like your age maybe and like where you're from or what you're doing for school or anything like that. So go ahead and say that if you want. <laughs> um, okay, well, hi, I'm Riley. <laughs> um, I'm currently in school at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, I'm a first year student, so I'm 19, and I'm currently studying psychology in hopes to become a teen and child therapist. Love that. I, I mean, besides studying 24 <laughs> 7, um, I enjoy working out in my free time. Yes. And I love to read. Uh, the Bible, especially, and books, too. Um, love and I that. Love to travel. I love to travel and music. Perfect. I teach myself the piano right now. So. Oh, my God. I love that. Do you know how to play any other instruments? Uh, I, yeah, I play the ukulele. And then... <gasps> Shut up. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I've been teaching myself. I used to play piano when I was younger, but then I stopped. So now I'm like, I kind of regret that decision. Right. So I'm like trying to reteach myself, and I don't know. Since I've like started back, I've, it's kind of became like an obsession. So I love so. that reteaching yourself. I love that a lot. Pianos are beautiful. I wish I was able to play. <laughs> I know my friend. Oh my gosh, she plays so well. I'm just every time she plays, I'm just like, <gasps> it's like, beautiful. So <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I love that. Well, good. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is Riley, and this is the first time we've actually heard each other's voices, so, <laughs> and she's on my phone right now, but, um, yeah, okay, so I'm going to start with uh, the first question I ask everyone who comes on is, what is the best piece of advice that has, like, stuck with you? Okay, so, I saw this quote back in 2020 uh the fall of 2020 and it actually came to be my senior quote in the yearbook no way i love that yeah um and but it states god's plans are better than my dreams i love that i i mean it's it's always been like my consistent reminder that god is in control and not me yes we can make up these images, these goals and scenarios in our mind all day long, but at the end of the day, God's plan might look differently from ours, yes. and that's okay, because his plan is still better. Yes, always. I love that. That's so crazy you said that, because um, I, I have this, like, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's like a flip-through... Um, it's like a flip through, like, every day you read something new. Um, it's like a, da a daily, like, something. Anyways, it's like a daily flip that, like, on March 28th, March 29th, whatever. And it yeah. says, yeah, and it says, um, no matter what happens, I remind myself that God created me. He loves me. His will is the best. He is with me, and he's on my side. So that's crazy that you just said that. I love that. <laughs> kind of goes along with what was today, so... I love that a lot, but um, 
Okay, so I want to know more, and I'm sure the listeners do too, about um, like something like how you changed, like did you feel, did you grow up uh, Christian or did you like have to change yourself or did you like pursue at a certain time or like your testimony that way? I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but um, talk about, talk about that a little more, dig deep into that. (laughs) Yeah, so before, okay, so before, okay, I'll tell like before my faith, before my faith. And then I'll tell, like, my testimony after. Yes, perfect, yeah. So, before my faith, um, so I grew up in the church, and I believed in Jesus my whole life, because that's, like, all I ever knew. I mean, I was raised in the church. But when I got to high school, things changed. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was starting to live with the mindset of, Jesus will forgive me anyway, which right. is very dangerous. Um, I was listening to the lies that Satan told me day by day. He would tell me, do this, do that, because God will forgive you later, or you just have to go to church because that's all it takes. Right. And I was listening to these lies, and I was just consumed by them, and I, I believed them. And I knew the things that I was uh, taking part in was wrong, mm-hmm. and Jesus does forgive us. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, he does. Right. But it wasn't until after I came to Christ that I never actually repented from my sins. I professed with my lips all day long that, oh, God, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it again. Like, I promise I'm not going to do it again. And then I would go do it again. But right. my, my lips professed that but my heart never changed because with repentance of your sins comes a spiritual change comes a change of heart Mm -hmm. and mine didn't it stayed the same but I like how so I like how Paul writes in Romans Uh um I'm just going to use scripture no absolutely I I love this because I'm learning too so so in uh, Romans one twenty one, for although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their fo- and their foolish hearts were darkened. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. good. What is that Romans so, you said? Yes, Romans is so good. So, okay. um, see, I knew who God was. I knew He. I knew He. I knew who he was, but I refused to give him the glory. I, I refused to glorify him as God. I treated him like a genie in the bottle, pretty much. Right. I only came to him when I was in a bad situation that I just wanted to get out of. Yes. Or I just literally needed something. Not, okay, not needed, wanted. Right. I literally wanted something from him. And... I think a lot of us catch ourselves like that for sure like nowadays especially like just you know when times are bad turning towards it instead of like giving thanks when it's good as well so that was good (laughs) yeah so and then sometimes like he would actually answer me and like you know provide for me like right and bless you like that yeah yeah even when I didn't deserve it right um, yeah after I got what I wanted I I was like, okay, and then I completely forgot about him. Oh, and then yes. there's other times, like, I didn't get what I wanted, and then I would get mad at him. Yes. I just, like, I just created, like, this false image of God in my mind where I would just twist and turn his characteristics around for my own comfort level. Yeah. And it was I was just in a constant cycle of this for years, and it never led to fulfillment only destruction um but and you said that was like throughout high school you said like the start of it gotcha okay yeah it yeah i mean yeah i started in high school pretty much um but yeah going back to what i said earlier about about how my uh lips professed my my repentance but my heart never did Uh uh-huh um 
it just all comes back to the fact that I was actually never made new at Christ to begin with. Um, once again, going back to scripture, Paul implies in Acts seven fifty one that the true circumcision of the is of the heart and not the flesh alone. And there's this wow, heart, that's yeah, good. <laughs> I know when I okay when I read the commentaries on that. Uh, on Acts 7, I was just like, oh, I was like, that is so good. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Seriously. If you're listening, yeah. write all this stuff down, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, there was literally just this storm. <coughs> sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So, there was literally just this storm covering my heart, and it was never cut away to rebuild the new creation in Christ. My heart was still hardened to God, and it was still filled with the things that Paul talks about in Acts 1, uh, greed, wickedness, gossip, aggrance, lust, envy, and so on and so on. Oh, then, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I'm learning so much right now. I love this. I love it. <laughs> um, um, but... But when I finally decided to actually surrender my heart at the feet of Jesus, I was made new in Christ. Could um, you, like, so, um, sorry, I, like, interrupted, but could you, like, uh, describe how you kind of, like, surrendered as well as, like, like, how did you, I, I'm sure you're going to get to that, but, <laughs> like, how you yeah, got to I'm do gonna, it. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> yeah, that, like, comes from, like, my testimony. Perfect. So. Okay, sounds good. Keep going. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but yeah, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. Yes. And I was just made new in Christ, and something that will always stick with me forever is the moment that I actually did give my heart to God, and it was so beautiful because spiritually, I felt him cutting away the old like rebuilding the new and from then on and like every morning after that I just felt different because when you're actually when your heart actually changes like God actually changes your heart you feel different oh my gosh you're giving me chills (laughs) every I mean not just me but every Christian who will tell you they just like at, like a day after the, every morning after you just feel different. Yeah, and you do. that's like, awesome. But that's pretty much who I was before my faith. Uh huh. But the let's, story behind me finding Jesus. Yeah, let's let's hear it. So honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna tell this in like another quote slash story okay (laughs) but i guess a quote that just really simplifies how i came to know jesus was god wrecked me to redirect me (laughs) yes Uh, i've heard i've been hearing that so much like re or what is it rejection is redirection yeah through god's eyes i love that that's so good I feel like a lot of people have an image in their mind that their relationship with God starts off on the mountaintop mm. and it just it just stays there, which is it can be true. Right. But most of the time it's probably not. But for me, my relationship with God started off in the valley. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. You had to build that up. Um, yeah, so for sure. before I was wrecked by God, I was on a mountaintop. Mm. Well, not the right mountaintop. I was on a mountaintop of lies and fleshly desires, worldly living, and all that terrible stuff. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I mean, I, I don't love that. I love how you notice that and then like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, good. <laughs> so my lips, going back to my, my 
going back to claiming that I love God. My lips claimed a love for Jesus, but my actions, my words, and my heart did not reflect it at all. Oh my gosh. Um, so this mountaintop that I was on, the one of the, the terrible things, um, it was not an everlasting mountaintop. Uh, it collapsed right on top of me due to an extremely difficult break breakup that God allowed to happen. Um, it was traumatic and honestly the worst experience of my life. But Oh my gosh. Um, I'm through it now and I'm thankful. But what was I I said oh my gosh. That's like you're I feel like you're like um telling my story low-key like because I no seriously <laughs> yeah. because I was like having those like worldly desires as well like before and like once my breakup hit I also like obviously still needed to find myself and find my relationship with God but after time I was so thankful that it happened and thankful that like I got redirected basically you know so yeah. I love that so keep preaching girl this is good <laughs> but yeah um on top wasn't everlasting and the heartbreak that I was facing caused that entire mountain to just collapse on top of me and it left me feeling stranded in the valley below mm -hmm. um I felt like I was actually drowning in a I was not felt I was I was drowning <laughs> in a river of just deep depression Oh, anxiety, I feel that. And I had suicidal thoughts. I mean, I did. But for the longest time, I did not understand why these things were happening to me and why I couldn't escape. And I was just so, so depressed. Like, right. so depressed. And, but then, but then, <laughs> I met Jesus. Right. I met Jesus by drowning in that river. I met him and he rescued me. He did. Um, Psalms eighteen sixteen. Uh, he reached down from the heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. And then, if you keep reading, um, verse twenty eight says, "For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten in my darkness." And I love that. Uh, so good. That's literally what God did. Like, he actually came down, reached into the deep water, and pulled me out. He dried up my tears. He dried me off. He lit my lamp, and he just guided me through. And that was, like, the start of our relationship. But the pressure... So the depression and everything was that I was going through was like the breaking of my seat. So when the mountain that I was on that was full of lies and everything, when it fell on top of me, so so did my seed of Christ. The seed of Christ that was planted in me long ago, but it never sprouted. It fell. The reason why it never sprouted on the mountaintop is because the seed of Christ isn't meant to grow on a mountaintop, mountaintop built by Satan while trying to drink up water made of lies, and that they wouldn't survive. So when it fell from my, when my seed of Christ fell from that mountain, it fell into the valley, but it fell into like the rich soil, you know? Yeah. And I think I, I just love to, like, put it, like... It's it almost like an rich, opportunity. Yeah, it, it fell into the rich soil and by, like, the river of, like, everlasting water. And so... Right. Um, yeah, the depression, the anxiety, the suicidal thoughts, the heartbreak, all of that broke my seat apart. It ate away the outer layer to reveal the beauty inside that would eventually sprout up from my continued thirst for Jesus. And it sounds strange because the things that caused my seed to break are like bad things, I guess you could say. But 
Question about your depression and anxiety and stuff, just like for people who are going through that right now, because I know it's also pretty uh, common. Did you feel like when that, um, like that overtook you, did you feel like that uh, when you when you sought out for Jesus, did you feel like your depression and anxiety, like kind of, um, like you started to feel peace again, like right away, um, or did you like have yeah. to like work at it a little bit? Right. But, but it was just that it, slowly, like, peaceful yeah, feeling that you're getting was, from Jesus. It consistently went off, but it was very slow. Cause, right. I mean, before before my heartbreak even happened, I was already, like, kind of depressed because it happened right at the peak of COVID where everything... When did you get broken up with? 2020. Like, what What month, you know? September. Oh my gosh, I got broken up with April 2020. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, yeah, it was like the peak of COVID. Right. I couldn't go anywhere, I couldn't really leave my house, there was nowhere to go, and it just, it just caused me to start being depressed. Right, and, right. So, I mean, I was already depressed to begin with, so that just literally added on to it by right. the I'm right there with you, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, after, after, um, I met you in Christ, like, it took, a, it took about eight months for me to just not be depressed anymore. <laughs> right, but, to, like, slowly get out of that rut or whatever. Yeah, I was like, okay, so anyone listening, if you're depressed and you feel like you're ashamed to like go to therapy and speak with a therapist, like don't be because I've I've known people who have been depressed but they don't want to go to, to therapy because they feel like they're embarrassed by it or right. you know, something something or another like that. Like don't be embarrassed because I went to therapy and honestly I loved it because I could talk to my therapist about things that like I don't want to talk didn't want to talk to my mom about. Correct, and, yeah. And she could go back and tell my mom because, like, that's, like, against the whole... HIPAA. The HIPAA, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely think um, uh, therapy is looked at uh, bad nowadays rather than, like, a helpful thing. So I'm glad you said that. But, yeah, I mean, consistently I was climbing up, and eventually I was just smiling and being happy again and right um yeah but my joy comes from the lord so i love that i'm so happy no that makes me happy i mean god doesn't promise us happiness like 24 7 right it's i he just gives us strength people talk about um like the love of God and like how powerful it is so I guess how do you feel like you just said you felt him there like presently always how do you feel like 
was it while you were praying or was it just like in general you just felt every everything like connected to him or like was it when you were reading your bible or like anything along those lines or was it just like at all times you felt him like so close to comfort you when you were like seeking comfort instead of seeking it from a worldly person you sought sought it from god or explain yeah. a little bit sorry that might be a long no. question <laughs> no, it's fine. So- Yes. exactly I mean obviously we went through different experiences but definitely have been on my walk with Jesus and my faith and I feel that for sure like as like you know there's still sad times there are still sad weeks and stuff but you always like I always tell people like the moment I prayed and became grateful and like you know started doing things to strengthen my relationship with God is when I felt at like most at peace and joyed and happy again and stuff like that. So I, I love everything you're saying right now. <laughs> I relate to it so much. Yeah, I mean, Psalms, or even like Psalms 30, uh, and 34, 16, 34, 16, I think, uh, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And oh, that's yes. Not I mean, Yes. And, like, the presence of the Holy Spirit during that time was just out of this world. Like, all day, chill bumps up and down my body all day. Like, God was really, really <laughs> I love close. that. I mean, you, I mean, it's true. The Lord is close to the heart. Yes. I can't speak of experience. Same here. I, I'm right there with you, dude. I, uh, have you ever, I mean, you probably have, obviously, uh, Ben Stewart talk and, like, how he talks about, like, singleness is not something we can, like, we need to run out of or be scared of. It's, it's, like, the opportunity to get closer to God because of your broken heart. And so when you just said that, that reminded me exactly of what Ben Stewart said. I was like, heck yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, Yeah. But really, it's just it's kind of like a gift from God, honestly, to be to learn to be content in your singleness. Because I mean, as a female, until you make God your husband, He's not going to give you a husband. So oh, I love that. I've never heard that, but I like that a lot. Have a rela- I've heard have a relationship with God before you have a relationship with someone else. Yeah, love God you before you love someone else. Right. I love that. Write that down, people. That's that's good. <laughs> I love that so much. So, okay, with, okay, obviously you already described, like, with you, um, like, who you were before and then who you were after. So, what are, like, some, I know you said you read the Bible a lot, so what are some, uh, like, things that I guess you did daily to have that gradual change with God is it you know like is it just what you said with the reading the Bible and reading like what books did you read as well and like um or which ones did you look for I guess the like I want to say because I have trouble like like finding what I want to read in the Bible like when I need to read that you know what I mean but like then then when I read stuff when I just like aimlessly read I'm like oh my gosh I needed to hear that but could you give like so uh, some background. I feel like you're really good with like what <laughs> scriptures say. What I love that. I wish I could think of that off the top of my head or whatever. But um, could you give some insight on what books you read while you were brokenhearted, or what what chapters or anything like that that you think people should you know turn to when they're depressed or have anxiety or anything like that. Like 
best way to study and read the Bible. Yeah. So for me, I kind of like the verse of the verse of the day thing, where I would read a verse and then write down like the meaning of the verse and what it meant to me, all that stuff. And then like I did a devotional through. That's totally fine. But you think like devotionals are really good as well? Any devotionals? Uh, I like to read Sadie's. I love Sadie. Oh my god, she's so good. I think I just, I did another, I don't know, I don't remember. No, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I did. And I did that pretty much for a few months. And then about February, Yeah, I want to hear more about your mission trips and everything. Yeah, and then Africa, I kind of, Africa that summer, I kind of gained a better understanding of how to study the Bible. And was this last year? Yeah, this was last summer. Last summer, okay. Um, But during, I mean, during that time, I read the Bible, but I read it through like a devotional, so I really don't remember it like that. Right, no, that's totally fine. But, um, right now I am, so right now, not right now I have a very clear picture of the best way to study the Bible on my behalf. Um, so right now I'm reading actually the book of Romans and the book of Isaiah and the book of Psalms. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Isaiah, Psalms, and, okay, I love that. So, what I do is each day I read a new chapter, and then in that chapter, I usually take the verses that I don't have a full understanding of, and I read the. I, I use the Blue Letter Bible app. If you don't have it, download it. <laughs> I, I use the commentaries on that app to just decipher the verse to to see the context behind it and what it actually means and it helps me learn like it makes it like clearer for you yeah it makes it a lot clearer because sometimes when you're reading the bible you're just like what did i just read right that's kind of like what i what i found and then i started just listening to sadie and Yeah. yeah and then i started like slowly I actually got like the Jesus Bible or like she reads the Bible or whatever and or she reads the truth sorry that's the Bible it's called but so I'm starting to slowly get into that but I definitely want to know some like I wanted to know some uh I don't know some books to get into uh like which ones I should read when and like because I know people talk about like there's a certain way to read the Bible but like you said it's probably like also preference like how you want to read it and you'll figure it out yourself type of thing so Thank you for that, <laughs> but um, you should tell us a little bit about your mission trips. I think that's so cool. I saw, so, okay, actually a little background on why I even know Riley really quick. <laughs> so I was at Passion crazy enough, and I reached out to her after she was um, announced in front of 65,000 people of, like, to pray for her, and it was like, so chilling like everyone around me was like tears streaming down the face like it was so chilling I'm sure you had so many messages of like yes oh my god instantly I'm telling you when you and your what was your friend's name again Allie. yeah you and Allie when you guys were on the like screen and your guys's handles like your Instagram handle and whatever else was on the screen I saw phones go up taking pictures of it so they could get it and like I was like Oh my god, she's gonna get so many messages. We like me and my friends were like, we need to reach out to her, like so we did. And that's how I know Riley, but I'm sure she'll if she wants to talk about that, she can. But um that is the background of why I know her. And so I followed her and I was like, You speak great things and I want you to come on the podcast. <laughs> so um anyways, tell us like about your like what um your mission trips taught you or your passion experience taught you 
as well, like, or grew, or grew your relationship with God, like, why you went on the mission trip, or why, why you chose to go to Passion, was it your first time at Passion? Yes. Okay, same here. Talk about that if you'd like, if not, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, let's do the, yeah, let's do Passion. (laughs) No, you do what you want, whatever. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um honestly, you could whatever is fine with me. I like whatever you think people need to hear, whatever whatever you feel like like you need to tell. You know what I mean? Like tell it how tell it how you want cuz I'm sure someone's going to resonate with it and also get chills from this story. So Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't sleep the whole night, like I literally was up the entire night because we were doing like Bible studies and just talking and everything. Because I was with like a whole bunch of my friends. Right. And so then it was about three in the morning and we all decided we're gonna be the first one at the door. And so we started getting ready about four ish. Right. And we were already about four thirty. 45. Um, a group of my friends went to go get coffee for everyone. Another group went on to the stadium to get in line. And then me and a few others um, went to go pick up other people from like their Airbnb or their hotel um, because they wanted to come too. So I was in charge of getting Allie. So I went to her hotel. I picked her up. We drove to um, the stadium, the parking lot that um, I was going to park my car in. We got out of my car, I grabbed my things, and started walking towards the stadium. So we got to the intersection right beside the parking lot where we had to cross over to get onto the sidewalk that led up to the stadium. And so while we were approaching the sidewalk, um, we saw the clock, we saw, oh my gosh, it's 12 seconds, you know, it's not that far, like, we have plenty of time. Right. So we started going across, and then we got about halfway across, and I remember, this is the only thing I remember, really, I remember seeing the headlights out of the corner of my eye, and it was like a split second, and all, I just remember seeing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so crazy. And as soon as me and Allie came in contact with the car, I mean, we were knocked unconscious. So <sighs> Allie was head first. She, her legs were run over and she was laying behind the car on the pavement. And when the car hit me secondly, it kind of like my leg in a way where I was like stuck onto the car that and it went about 15 more feet and then it stopped and then my legs were underneath the car that they had to the guy got out then had to get back into his car and back off my leg oh so, my god yeah but we were both unconscious during that time right um, so I didn't feel anything at the moment How chilling is that? That's like out of a movie. Good lord. And then I passed back out, obviously. 
the third time I woke up was in the ER with the trauma team and everything, and they were putting IVs in me. They were cutting off my new clothes, unfortunately. <laughs> and they were taking scans, like x-rays and everything of my body. But this time when I woke up, I was, I got scared because uh, I guess I got more aware or something. But I woke up and I remember just starting to bawl my Aww. eyes out. I was bawling my eyes out because, like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, I, I'm being truthful, but I couldn't, like, feel my legs. Like, my it sounds wild, but I, I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm literally paralyzed. I am literally paralyzed, and I really started crying because I was so, I mean, I was terrified. Right. Was terrified. And then, like, right after that, I just passed back up. And oh then, gosh. finally, I woke up in the emergency room, and my legs were, my legs were fine, but um, God hears our prayers before we pray them, so only He knows the true situation, but. Right. Yeah, I woke up, and I was like, I woke up, I did not know where I was, I didn't know what happened, and I just sat there and I just thought for like 10 minutes, and I was like, I don't know, like, anything, and then finally, I kind of figured it out, um, but then the nurse came in, and they called my parents, they called my friends, at this point, I was on a lot of medication, so I was really woozy, right. but, but um, eventually my parents got there and when the, my parents got there, the neurologist came in, he told me that I have a large fracture on the left side of my brain and then um, a brain bleed and like splatters of blood also throughout my brain. I don't know how to go to neurology, right. but you get it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He told me like your brain is swelling like if it doesn't stop and the bleeding continues and like we'll probably have to do surgery you know oh it's um, so scary yeah so i was kind of like sitting there freaked out i was like oh right <laughs> ali also has like literally identical injuries um but we both had no broken bones which is literally a miracle but no broken bro bones and you guys got ran over that's that, that yeah. i mean that's God's work. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. But eventually later that day, I got moved to the ICU, and I was pretty much out of it and everything. All my friends knew what happened, um, and God was literally about to do something so miraculous behind the scenes, and, like, I had no idea until the next morning, but when I woke up the next morning to call my parents, all my friends were texting me, and I'm like, why are, are y'all... And they were all sending me pictures of Passion and Louis Giglio. Like, yes. Over and, Allie, and I was like, hold up. Did I hit my head again? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. How oh. insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Louis and, is such a great guy. He's so good. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. And so uh, going just a little Going back to what I said, like, that night when I went to sleep, like, bleeding wasn't stopping and the swelling wasn't improving. But then I woke up the next morning, all that happened, and um, the nurses came in to take me to my CT scan. We got the CT scan, um, I came back to my room, all that great stuff, and then the neurologist came in. He was like, okay, I just reviewed your CT scan and everything, you know. Um, there's no more swelling, there's no more bleeding, like, it's all gone. And I was like, what? Huh. And he's like, yeah, it's, like, not there. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, the same goes for your friend, like, you know. Oh, my no gosh. No more swelling, like, I mean, you can leave tomorrow if you want to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, I mean, I was, like, astonished. Like, God literally just did that. Right. Like, how many people do you hear have a Severe brain, brain bleed and severe swelling, and then a whole bunch of people come together, they pray, and then a few hours later it's gone. Right. It, it, no. It was insane, and 
so the rest of the day, I literally felt great. And then the next day, the next morning, the neurologist said, if you want to go home, you can like go home. So I literally just got up and got dressed and left. <laughs> wow. That is so crazy. Dude, yeah, I'm... Oh my gosh, when we all heard, like, the story, like, we didn't really know the story, but, you know, we knew some of it. We didn't know, obviously, the depth that you just told, but we knew, like, when Louie was talking and praying over you guys with all of us, like, it was just a crazy, oh my gosh, crazy experience, crazy, like, feeling, and it's, it's weird because you were there the first day, and, um, I actually didn't make it the first day, I only made it the second day. So that's, like, so, I don't know, that's not, like, very, um, weird, but it's just, like, holy crap, like, she made it the first day, I made it the second day, it was really odd, but, um, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad everything's good, and that, that story is so powerful, I feel like, for people to hear, like, prayer works miracles in good and in bad, so I, I think that that's huge, I love that story so much, as much as, it probably is scary, and it was, I mean, just hearing it, I was like, oh, I could not imagine, and, like, prayer every day, like, all day, even on the breaks, like, people were praying, I could hear them, so, love that, <laughs> but, yeah, so. But, yeah, I mean, it was just, people would, a lot of people would look at the situation and be like, why did God literally let me get hit by a car and almost mm -hmm. die? But for me, I kind of looked at it as God didn't let me get hit by a car just to get, like, hit by a car. Like, he had a purpose behind yes. that. And although I didn't know the purpose in the moment, I would soon come to the purpose, which was that this testimony that I carry now has impacted literally thousands of people. And... I mean, the stadium itself, 65,000 people, but the crazy thing is that Passion was also live streamed around, around the world with... So it's like millions. Over, yeah, over 1 million viewers. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, people have heard this testimony, and it has impacted them, and I know it's impacted them because I literally received tons and tons of DMs with people telling me, you know, my I heard your story of passion, or um, I told my friend your story of passion. Yeah, like it, it's what happened to you at passion, or right. I told my family member what happened to you, and they were just astonished by it. And because of that, like they gave their life to Jesus all because of your testimony. Yes. Or uh, along the lines of, you know, I was at passion, and I just came because I just felt like, like I needed to or something, and. I didn't really have a relationship with God, but now because I heard your story, like it has, it has, uh, like triggered this thing in my heart that says I need to be with Jesus. I need to get right with Jesus. Yes. I mean, those were just the ones that had DM me. I mean, there's some people who probably don't have Instagram or just didn't even DM me about it. And, you know, it it impacted them. So for sure. Mil I'm sure hundreds of thousands and millions of people it, it definitely like sparked ideas and um movement towards God for sure I oh it was so chilling being there I know I keep saying that but it was I I constantly think about that and I, I love your testimony so much but yeah so that was the passion experience <laughs> um after passion did um, you and Allie get to leave at the same time, or was it like you got to leave first, or you guys left together? How'd it go? So we got to leave on the same day. I actually left like an hour before she did, though. Oh, okay. Um, but we left on the same day, yeah. We, also, my friends were still in Atlanta, so I got to go see them. Oh, cool. But after that, I had to drive. We had to drive back home because my parents um, came down and we live five hours, so I wanted to go home. Yeah, no. How many hours do you live away? Five. Only five? Wow. I get, oh, yeah, I guess it's... I'm, like, thinking Texas for some odd reason. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... I think it's because Passion's in Texas as well this year. Are you going to Passion again or no? I plan on it, but I'm not sure. 
<laughs> I have beef with Atlanta. I love that. I'm. I have a Texas ticket, so. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go. I just want to see different, different arenas and stuff as well as yeah. So, that's awesome. No, I love that. Did do you feel like um, obviously that probably as much as it could have uh, deepened your faith. It, with God as well, like in your relationship. I mean, that's probably like an easy answer, but yeah. So because of this thing that happened to me, it it made me look at life in a different perspective. Okay. Um. So God revealed to me that I was living my life. As if I was going to die when I was like 90 years old. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just forgetting the part that we aren't promised tomorrow. Um, the second before I got hit, I had no idea that it was going to happen. Like, I right. never thought in a million years that I was really going to be hit. I yeah. No, I, yeah, but, that's crazy. I mean, I literally could have died. I literally could have. But praise God for his miracles over my life, and I didn't. Right. But I like to look at it this way. So, if I didn't know Jesus, and I actually did die from the accident, I would, I would not be hearing, "Well done, well done, good and faithful servant." But instead, I would be hearing, "Apart from me, I never knew you." Which, right. Sucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, just the thought of that. decision about eternity too they aren't just two separate things like you can't say yeah I want to go to heaven but then follow the wide path and not obey God at all um, because it's never going to work you know Jesus calls us to make him the priority in our lives now and like today's culture especially especially on university I see it so much um, but they're so blinded by this People my age, older, younger, whatever. But they all, people, people my age, okay, hold on. No, you're <laughs> fine, age, yeah. Young, my age, younger, older, um, believe in, who believe in Jesus, have this mindset of, I'm just trying to chill and live my life first. And then I'll settle down and follow Jesus later. Yep. Yeah. So I see it, I mean, every single day. Yeah. It's a decision every single day as well. It's not just, yeah, it's not just like a one day you're going to, like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to, like, who was it? I think it was Ben Stewart again. He was like, he's like, you got to decide to live for Jesus. He's like, not just here at Passion for this, because you're on a spiritual high right now. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but in general, like, you got to continue every day like living for this purpose uh with Christ and I was that's like what stuck with me a lot I was like holy cow he's right like it's not just like you know here I'm having this great experience and relationship with God but as well as like every single day I choose this every single day I want to get further into this relationship and like you know have that peace so I love that that's that's actually really really good they have that mindset I mean Mm -hmm. just think just think for a moment imagine being a 19 year old saying hey Jesus like you're cool and everything like I want to follow you eventually but right now I'm going to seek other things like impurity drunkenness mm-hmm. jealousy rage self- selfishness yes. money and and basically anything that goes against what they say but I'll be back in a few years and then we can talk about it wrong mountain having, <laughs> having that Literally having that mindset, it it might just be the peak of man's depravity. Wow, that is so good. It is a dangerous mindset because you are not promised tomorrow. Right. Jesus is a now choice. He is not a soon choice because how do you know you're going to wake up the next morning? Oh my gosh, I love that. Jesus is a now choice, not a soon choice. Oh my gosh, that's so good. 
quote Riley. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is that's powerful for sure. Yeah, I mean, when you can't have that mindset. It's it's just it's, it's not gonna work out. I mean, right. It's, it's, not, it's just gonna let leave. Well, it's gonna leave you feeling empty. I was gonna, gonna say gonna yeah. Unfulfilled because Unfulfilled. things that go against God's word are not going to fulfill you. Yes. There were so many, I, like, obviously you already touched on it, but there were so many, like, things that I read about um, worldly desires are so unfulfilling. And even, like, Sadie Robinson talks about, like, you know, she had fame before she had faith. Like, obviously she had faith growing up, but she said, I've, I've had fame, and she's like, it's not fulfilling at all. She's like, but once I turned my eyes towards, like, the prize, it was like, okay, this is, like, way more filling and way more joyful and whatever else. So that's why I love her so much, because she's like, fame doesn't bring you, fame and money don't bring you fulfillment. It's it's Christ that does. And so I love that. Yeah. But literally what I mean, you yeah, just said, basically. From ex- I mean, speaking from experience, like, whenever I chose to go against God's word and seek fulfillment and other things, I would always end up. At the end of the day, I, I, I tell myself and think to myself, I still don't feel fulfilled. I feel like there's literally still something missing. Like, I, yes. I need to do something else, but nothing fulfills me because the true fulfillment is through Jesus. Yes, I love that. That's so powerful. I love that so much. Well, tell us a little bit about, from fulfillment, I guess, um, tell us a little bit about your mission trips. I feel like from your... I obviously only know you through like social media, but your words are so great and your mission trips that you've been on, I, I feel like you have such um, such fulfilling words that you could tell us about them. So what was your like experience like and where you went? I know you said Africa. Did you go on any others at all yet? Yeah. Well, in 2019, before my rebirth, to Antigua, Antigua, and right below, well, actually, I don't know the actual location. <laughs> okay. Um, I went there, and we did, like, a Bible school. I didn't really understand the, I mean, I understood the gospel, but I didn't. Once again, I was just kind of, like, not following. But, right. And then, last summer, I went to Zambia, Africa which was literally life-changing. I mean, I would never forget some of the things that I saw. We did a lot of evangelism. and um, It is, it makes you look at life, especially here in America, a lot differently on a whole new perspective because the people there don't necessarily have access to a store that they can go and purchase a Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, along maybe a phone because it's a lot of them live in remote villages where there's not cell service right. or Wi-Fi or even a phone where you can download the Bible app. So a lot of people there have either never heard the gospel or they have heard of Jesus, they just don't know anything about it. Um, and day by day as we went out, we did evangelism and everything, like, there were salvations, and I'm extremely grateful for that, um, but it definitely made me look at life just completely differently. Right, like, more grateful? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more grateful. Um, but I was there's so much to talk about in Africa. There's so much to talk about. Right. Um, What's one thing you could tell us, like, to take from it? If you can think of one. That's pretty broad, I know. <laughs> How long was your trip as well? It was uh, 15 days. 15 days, okay. Um, one thing, I just be, honestly, be grateful for, like, the a little like don't obsess over clothes or fancy things or jewelry or, or materials stuff. materialistic things like 
just be grateful for shelter, food, and water because in Lusaka, the capital um, the, of Zambia, mm-hmm. there are these, they're, they got, they're called street kids. They're kids who have ran away from home because of bad home situations, trying to seek a better life in Lusaka, which doesn't happen because they're just kids. You know, they don't, they don't have a job. I mean, these kids are eight years old, 10, up until like the age of 25. Like, I say that's probably like the average range. Right. Even um, yeah, they ran away from home trying to seek a better life, and they ended up, you know, they can't do anything, so they ended up gathering in these groups. Um, and uh oh, I lost her. Oh no. Her phone died. No way. Hello? Hello, was that me or you? I don't know. It just like cut off. Oh my god, it did to me too, and then I thought your phone died. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. sorry. No, I'm so sorry. Keep going. Okay, anyways. Um, backtrack. Uh, so let's say home, and uh, can I seek a better life? They ended up gathering all these groups and, to, and they just had to live on the streets. And to, to survive, they steal and like do small jobs for people so they can just go out and buy a loaf of bread. Literally, all so they crazy. Is a loaf of bread. Um, but with the money, some of the money that they make, they buy this drug called Stika. Um, which is literally straight up jet fuel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so they put it in the in like plastic water bottles, and they smell it all day long to get high so they can numb the pain. And these are kids like six years old. No. Six years old, and not and it's not just stick up, but it's also like cigarettes and. A lot of some of them are addicted to heroin. Oh, it's, it's so it's sad. Awful. It's awful, and it just puts into perspective how blessed I am to be able to walk into a grocery store with money to buy more than just bread. Right, absolutely. So yeah, just that's something to take home for sure. Just be thankful for the, the little things that you have. Tell your parents thank you because you know they do a lot to provide for you. But right. yeah, this summer, yeah, I mean that's pretty much one thing I took away from Africa. That's you know it's heavy on my heart. But um, yeah, this summer I'm actually going to the Netherlands. Oh my gosh! What do you what um organization do you go through? Do you go through your um, church? Summit. Yeah, so- my church organization on campus. Gotcha. That's awesome. Do you recommend yeah, doing those? Obviously, yes. probably. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I haven't been on one yet, but I mean, I think it's a good community, and it's it just you know, if God calls you to it, then you know, don't hold back. But right. I'm so to see, um, to see how God moves and the testimonies that are going to come from that. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Well, to wrap up, I have just one more question, um, or kind of statement. What is, like, something, uh, one more thing that you could tell someone who's about to start a walk with Jesus, or one thing that you could remind, or that you could tell people to remind themselves of daily? I know you just said gratitude, and if it's along those lines, awesome. If not, can you think of anything else? (laughs) You know, God, not every day is going to be a day of sunshine and rainbows, you know. But regardless, God's going to be with you through your highs and lows. Because, I mean, I'm a full believer that God places you through battles to just build you up. Right. 
I mean, I mean, I can speak from experiences once again. Um, he just, yeah, just God, he's going to be with you through your highs and lows. Just And he's always keep, there. Yeah, keep having faith. And, you know, it may feel like the world is ending, but it's probably just beginning. So. Yes, I love that. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, it was so nice to talk to you, and I appreciate all your stories. This is going to be a really good podcast, I can already tell. Um, But thank you so much, Riley, for coming on here and telling us your testimony, as well as your advice for people who are seeking a great relationship and um, to not give up, basically. And hard times do come, but God perseveres. So I love that so much, and I appreciate you answering this call and coming on this podcast. I know. I had such a great time. I love talking to you. Good. Uh, I love that. You're so, your words are so good, too. I knew, I knew you'd be good at this. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're Bye. welcome. I, I'm sure I'll keep in touch with you on Instagram. Our, sorry, you, like, cracked up for a second. I was like, wait, is she on here still? Um... But I'm sure I'll keep up with you through text or Instagram or whatever else. So I'm excited to see your next testimonies you'll find um, going to the Netherlands and in everyday life in general. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much, and I have such a great time. Of course. Yeah, no problem. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Well, that is the end of the podcast, guys. That was so good. I am... Definitely excited to post this one. Uh, she speaks so well, and I ever since I followed her from Passion in January, I like loved the way she went about teaching others in her own way, and it, it was so special and powerful. And she she speaks great words. I'm gonna put all of her Instagram and um, info below to follow her and continue uh, as she continues this journey with. Her relationship and she'll she teaches a lot so I'm so excited for her that's great and I'm so happy she came on so yeah this is the end of the podcast guys I am happy you listened this long and I hope you got something out of this that I, I definitely did I'm gonna listen to this one back and write down some stuff so thank you so much for listening and have a great awesome safe and hopefully warm weekend um i will see you guys next week or hear from you guys next week (laughs) also reach out to riley reach out to me about anything that you want to talk about um or just in general like telling us how uh we did slash i keep saying slash like it's like like i'm a type like i'm a computer but anyways how we did and if you resonated with this pretty well because riley was literally speaking things that like I went through slash thought about and like all that stuff so I love that and yeah but anyways have a safe weekend and I'll see you guys or I hear from you guys next week (laughs) bye people